Yo, 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 yo. What is up, everybody? How are you doing today? Um, Listen, I'm going to cut straight through all the shit. I'm not doing any extra anything here today. Today um, <clears throat> is a podcast I've been planning to do for a while. Um, I've really, really, really waited on it. Um, I've been planning this podcast since December. Um, no, maybe even further back than that. Um, but I really wanted to, to set up a podcast for this day. It is uh, National Suicide Awareness Day um, here in America. I know for sure. I don't know if it's being celebrated worldwide. But um, today's topic is going to be about suicide awareness. Um, so there's, there is, there's some pretty crazy stats, um, regarding suicide with, uh, men and women. Uh, it's one death per every like 40 seconds. Um, one death every 40 seconds. Um, somebody has committed suicide. So, and to put it into perspective is that there's been already two people to die since you decided to turn on this podcast. Um, and many more, many more people will have died because of suicide um, by the time we're done listening to this. So it's very, um, it's very morbid. Today's episode is going to be very morbid. Um, I recently had a good friend who, um, he killed himself. Uh, he killed himself. Um, and he was probably the brightest spirited person. Uh, one of the most brightest person, like just one of the best people I know. He, no, no matter who met him, you were instantly friends with him. And he had friends from all kinds of different groups, right? He had Cholo friends. He had the super bookworm friends and he had your pothead friends and your, you know, he had friends from every corner and every walk of life. He was somebody who you could just, you know, you just, you meshed well with him from the moment you became friends. Um, and he, he's a really, he's a really good kid. He was a really good guy. Um, and it's just, it's saddening just to know that his life, you know, was cut so short. And, you know, I, I just want to bring this to an awareness right? Because for a long time, for a long time, and hopefully this speaks to people my age, you know, in that 25, 26, 7, 8, 30 year range, um, and even older, for a long time, we had no clue. We've had no, like, even just, let let me just holler at my guys. Let me holler at my dudes real quick. For my, for the men out there, we had no clue what the, what mental health was. We had, we just told each other, man up, you know, stop crying about it. Stop whining, be a man. Right. And for, for a lot of men, we continue to have that type of stigma of, oh, you're just complaining. You're just whining. You'll get over it. You know, um, women have been a little bit better, but a lot of women still suffer in silence. Right. They think, you know, men and women both think that if they share their story, 
or if they share their, you know, their sorrows and their pain, that somehow that it's too much. It's too much for another person to bear. It's too much, you know, it's like, oh my God, I'm burdening them. Um, and we have to start, you know, as friends, we have to start creating that safe place for our friends to come to and for their, our peers to go to for when they're not feeling so well, you know? Um, so a couple tips, a couple tips I have for that, right. That I learned, um, was, you know, and I'm no, I'm no licensed therapist, right? So you can, you can take my advice with a grain of salt, right? Um, but when somebody's coming to you, right? This is just my advice. When somebody's coming to you and they're saying, hey man, listen, I'm not feeling too good. You know, I've been, I've been thinking a little crazy lately. I've just been thinking about ending it, right? The first thing you need to do, the first thing you need to do is put your phone on silent, right? Or if you're on the phone with them, you know, go to a quiet place and, and devote your attention, right? Because the true answers are in the details, right? I can tell you that right now. And especially how far they might be along into these type of ideas are all in the details. You'll know, you'll know how many times or how long they've either talked or thought about doing something such as killing themselves. So devote your attention, give them your undivided attention. And then, and then next, right? So for me, when I'm dealing with that, you know, it's the unsolicited advice. The uns- sometimes what real, what a lot of people need to, to come off the edge is just vent, just allowing themselves to vent and vent it out, right? The reason why you want to stray away from any type of actionable advice, right, is, is that some people might act, they might act on that advice, right? And when they act on that advice, sometimes people will have certain outcomes already scripted in their head or they'll have, like, you know, uh, <laughs> we've all argued with somebody and like had this script in our head that we were following. And then once we had to go off script, the whole thing unraveled, you know, <laughs> um, it'd be like that. It, it do. It'd be like that sometimes. Um, and the biggest thing about that is, is we, by giving them that advice, we also give them the space to dig themselves further into a hole, especially if things, uh, don't go, don't go according to how they want it to. Right. Um, And the next thing that I could, I really want to tell people is to not take it lightly, right? Is to not take, do not take it lightly, right? Um, even if they're all smiley and jolly the next day, you see them, you know, they got, they, you pull to help them pull themselves out of a crisis moment. And the next day they're all smiley and giddy. And, you know, for a lot of us, we put our hands down and we think, okay, you know, maybe they were just freaking out. You know, maybe they were just having a tough day and they're better now. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. And they won't be for a long time. 
what the things that we got to remind ourselves of is is that especially if somebody's coming to you saying hey man i'm feeling like killing myself bro i can't do this shit like they've already put a lot of thought into that like for them to be able to open up their mouth and say that to another human being means that they've taken a long time and sat inside those thoughts right so you have to take at least double that time to make sure that they're clear right that they're clear out of it um because you know sadly enough those thoughts are also addicting they're addicting because the thought does bring some people relief yeah it'll give them a rush of dopamine and uh, that's where you get like chronic cutters in people who, who do things like that. Yeah. Um, I know that. And, you know, we, you, have, you can't take it lightly. Right. Especially the people who we know to be happy and upbeat and happy-go-lucky. And, you know, you know uh, can't, can't nothing bring them down. You know, those people. You definitely you got to watch them double time. And I say that. Because I know it, right? Um, <laughs> this is going to be tough. So you guys, please bear with me on this. But I've attempted suicide. Um, and to my family and friends who are listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you've had to hear this. Um, but I've attempted suicide. Um well real attempts real real attempts twice um i've had four concerted effort efforts uh the first time i was in like the seventh grade or i think seventh grade um yeah i was in seventh grade uh the second time you know i was much older um, and I, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't want to get into it. Um, but my most recent attempt at suicide was in 2019. Yeah. Around, uh, a little bit before my son's birthday. Um, and if a lot of you may know, and I'll go ahead and talk about this, is it was around the time that me and my family all split up. Uh, me, my son's mom broke up. Um, and it was just, there was a lot going on. I, I'm not going to put that out on the wire, but what I will say is, is that there was a lot going on and I was dealing with a lot of shit and, um, yeah, I just felt like that was, that was what would have been best, you know, for not only me, but for my son, um, and for Sydney too, you know, um, I thought that would have been best for all of us, for my mom, for all my family, um, and a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, you know, your podcast this and your podcast that, podcast here and your podcast there and, you know, Quartz Collection and, oh, you're dancing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just be, you know, I just be looking at them like, fam, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, fam, you, you don't, you don't get it. People wonder why I dance the way that I do so contorted and grotesque and you know raw people wonder why corpse collection is literally the corpse collection yeah like 
because I have dealt with this shit for so long, so long, you know, and I get to finally put these feelings on wax, you know, and bang it out on wax, and uh, I just want everyone to understand, you know, that none, nobody who hears this, who's ever dealt with it or is dealing with it, you're not alone, you're not alone, you're not alone, we can all come together, you know, and I know, I know suicide hotline and shit isn't the best resource, right? But you have suicide hotlines and you have people like me. I'm speaking out into this, to this podcast, not for any type of, you know, sympathy. Not, this, this is not, that's not what I'm doing it for. What I'm doing it for is to show you my audience, the listeners, everyone at home, that we all have skeletons in our closet that we deal with. Mine just so happened to be a corpse. So that ought to tell you how fresh some of my bodies are in my closet. And I deal with this stuff every day. I deal with it every day. Right? I'm much happier than I once than I once was, but I know that I'm not as happy as I will be soon. So if you need help, let me. If you need somebody to talk to, to cry to, pick me. Let me be the one. I had a really good friend who came to me one time. And you know, I've 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 lost a good handful of friends to suicide. And I had a friend one time who came to me while I was sleeping, right? Woke me up out of my bed and said, Putch, Putch, man, I I don't feel so good, man. He's like, I just feel lost. I was like, What? He told me about how he had been drinking and gambling and lost a bunch of stuff gambling. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, I was like, holy smokes, bro. Like, oh, how, how could you do that? And he's like, oh, no. I said, oh, no. I was like, well, dude, it'll be all right, bro. Like, just, you know, tomorrow will be a better day. And, um, yeah, the, it was like the next day or the day after he, uh, he killed himself. And I just wished I would have paid a little bit more attention to what he was saying. I wish I would have paid attention to the details of that conversation a little more closely because I would have sat with him right there that whole day. I would have followed him around for the next week and a half until I knew he was out of that space, you know, and in, and in a more manageable headspace. Um, unfortunately enough, though, we all say that stuff. We all say those things after it's already over. And we, we can't keep allowing ourselves to do that. We can't keep allowing ourselves to, you know, show up for them after it's too late. Can't keep doing that. And it's tough. It's, it's so tough, you know, and I'm, I'm trying, I'm really trying not to, I'm I'm really, really, really trying not to break down and start crying here. Yeah. But I I need everybody to understand this. 
is that we have so many friends. You have you, whoever's listening right now, you have at least five friends who suffer in silence, right? There's an average of 21 adults that kill themselves a week simply due to custody issues, right? And custody issues don't always have to mean that the mom is not letting the dad see the kids or the dad isn't letting the mom see the kids. Sometimes a custody issue is even listed as when they just don't see the kids as much as they want to. And I can tell you right now, I don't see Elijah as much as I want to. So I fall into that category. And we got... We got to start looking out for each other. We got to start looking out for each other. We can't keep letting people kill themselves without any attempt at help. Yeah. I look at suicide like this. And this is how I want to end this podcast. Because you guys know I'm a logistics and, you know, rational ass motherfucker. Right. So here you go. People say, well, why do you kill themselves? Why, 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 do, why would somebody kill themselves? And I say, it's a, I, I list it as a math equation, right? And I list it like this. I say, suicide becomes the option when grief and pain is greater than or equal to the ability and resources to cope. Yeah. So what's happening is it isn't it isn't always an attention issue. It isn't always a this, oh they just wanted attention. They just wanted this. Well yeah, motherfucker, they did. They didn't feel heard. They didn't feel understood. They felt that, you know, as they drowned silently while everybody watched and just didn't act. But the, the problem is, is that there's no safe space for people to not only talk about their issues, but there's no safe space also for people to listen to these issues. So I want the safe space to be wherever you are and understand that it doesn't take much to create that safe space. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. Just no judgment. No unsolicited advice, right? And taking it seriously. People want to be taken seriously. So, I love you guys. And on this Suicide Awareness Day, I want I want everybody to know that I've struggled. I've struggled, I've struggled, I've struggled. You know, but... I saw the light at the end of the tunnel right but I can tell you one thing I can tell you one thing I don't want anybody to cry over me because I decided to take my own life I want to be if somebody's going to cry over me it's because I died old in my bed that I that I was released from my body instead of taken from it yeah I don't want a glorious death. I want a simple one. A painless one. Yeah. And I know that if that's what I truly want, I gotta wait on it. I can't can't force it. 
no matter what happens to me. You guys can always reach out to me. If you're ever feeling some type of way. If you ever need somebody to listen and hear you out. You can hit me up on Instagram at Corpse. K-O-R-P-S-X. And I'll listen. I'll listen to anything. I'll listen to you for hours if you need it. I'm here for you guys. I love you. Everybody who supports me. Everybody who's been listening. And if you've gotten this far, I need you to really know I love you. And I'm thankful for you. And this world is a better place because you are a part of it. Don't ever doubt that. Don't ever wish for anything more or less. You're perfect. You're wonderful. You're appreciated and needed. You make this world a better place just by existing in it. I love you guys. And thank you for letting me be vulnerable during this day. Call your friends. Call your parents. Call your family. If anybody, if you have anybody in your life that means something to you, give them a, give them a holler and let them know. Yeah, until next time. I'll see you on the flip side. Bang.